No matter how thick the chain is, God can break it. No matter how long you've been tied to it, he can break it. No matter how many times someone's told you, not going to happen. God doesn't pay any attention to that. Because he is the one who redeems. He is the one who transforms. He is the one who saves. And he is the one who loves you so passionately that he gave his life for you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved that he gave. The gospel in a nutshell. The reason we gather in those simple words. It's interesting how sometimes something just jumps out at you. Have you ever driven by something or read something or heard something a whole bunch of times and then all of a sudden, for some reason on that day and that moment, that time, it just hits you differently. That happened to me this week in preparation for this message. In the New Testament, in the book of 2 Corinthians, if you're not sure where that is, it's right after 1 Corinthians but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 to 21 is somewhat familiar to many because verse 17 says that the old is gone, the new has come. We become new creations or new creatures. But that's not what jumped out at me. It was the first three words of verse 16. The first three words of verse 16 says, from now on. So what? <laughs> I mean, nothing magical about those words, but it hit me in a special and a fresh way this week. To understand that no matter what has happened in the past, no matter what worked or didn't work, no matter how many failings or successes, the key is that from now on, this is how you can live. From now on, this can be who you are. For you see, the world remembers. We don't remember the right stuff. We remember the wrong stuff. Have you noticed that? We so often forget the blessings. We so often forget the times that God has been there or someone has helped us out. And we remember the insults, the hurts, the failures. The broken dreams. We forget where we parked the car. Or the birthday. Or what was on the grocery list that we left laying on the counter when we headed to the store. But don't ever forget that from now on, you can be a new person. From now on, you can live differently. And if you've been living that way already, from now on, you can continue to do that. I don't know if anybody else needed to hear that this week, but I did. I needed to hear that as I spoke with and wrote some notes to some individuals who were going through some tough, tough times to realize that from now on, it doesn't have to be like it was. Because we serve a from now on God. When he hears and knows about the past, he says, but I can forgive. I can redeem. 
I can transform so that what was doesn't have to be what is or what will be. Remember that. I've said it to you before, but let me say it again. Satan loves to call you by your sins, even though he knows your name. But God, though he knows your sins, calls you by your name because he loves you. And from now on, you can be his child. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me or your Bible on your devices. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 beginning at verse 16. This was not intended to be a series, but it might be one. Who knows? I've been processing this whole concept of reconciliation for quite a while, just wrestling with this and understanding and how to share it, how to make sure people understand even what it means. But you see, God is the primary mover of reconciliation, And reconciliation is a change from against something, enmity, they call it, to being for something, connected, friendships, relationship. And if we accept this reconciliation for ourselves, then we are ambassadors for Christ of this reconciliation to him and others. And this ambassadorship is both an honor and a responsibility. Let me ask you, how are you doing with your responsibility? See, an ambassador is someone who represents someone or something else. We have ambassadors from the United States that are in other countries representing us, standing for us. And we have been called if you've accepted Christ as his ambassadors to represent him, stand with him, be connected to him for others and to others. That's quite an honor and it's a a powerful title, but it's an even bigger responsibility to represent the Savior of the world. Now, the first blush of that is (laughs) not going to happen. Can't do that. Not me. I can't represent him. I know who I am. He knows who you are. But remember, from now on, he's called you to represent him. He's called you, not just as you are, but as he can make you to be. That transformation that can take place Look at this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning of verse 16. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. And even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation slash creature. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us 
the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God from now on. From now on, this can be true. You are a new creature, a new creation. Say, why do you use the word creature? Well, Technically, the literal, most literal translation of the word that is translated creature means, or creation means creature. A new being having been created. Now, not as in a sci-fi movie, but rather in his image. To be like him. To follow him to serve him, to be an ambassador for him, that is Christ. You are a new creation if you accept Christ. If you accept Jesus as your personal Savior. If you accept his forgiveness and grace. Now, it's already been offered. It's already been given. It's already out there, but you still need to receive it. And if you do, you are literally a new creation. The old gone, the new comes. Young man that I've been doing some mentoring with long distance sent me a message yesterday. We communicated back and forth and he just said, what scripture are you using tomorrow? I said, 2 Corinthians 5. And he came back and immediately said, my favorite passage a new creation. <laughs> and you know what else is true about that? Is it's not just true that at the point of accepting Christ, in that moment, we become a new creation. But what is also true is, as we follow him, we continue to become a new creation. As he develops us, transforms us, molds us, uses us. So we don't have to stay right in this moment like we are now. Nostalgia is great to remember back. But I am so grateful that God doesn't want us to stay there. He keeps creating. We keep becoming more and more like Jesus. That's what we're after. That's what we've been called to do. To be a new creation. A new creature. If you accept Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. Let me ask you. Are you clinging to some old stuff? Now, I don't mean your favorite t-shirt. I mean some old stuff. In the mind. Some old thoughts. Some old habits. Some old attitudes. 
some old sins, some old memories that are hurting you today. You see, this says the old is gone, the new has come. Let him push the old out of the way. Let him forgive and take that away. And remember that when he removes it, Satan can't put it back. Contrary to what he tries to tell you. What was does not have to be what is or what will be. For you see, from now on, from this point forward, you have been reconciled to Christ. Reconciled to him. Verse 18 says, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. That reconciling to turn us from being against to being for. That reconciling of now we are where we should be. Matching with him. Talk about reconciling a bank statement. It's making sure this matches. We're to be reconciled to Christ so that we match with him. We aren't him, but we are his ambassadors, so we need to be in balance with him. Reconciling used to be against, now for or with. It's a big word. It's a big concept, but it doesn't have to be difficult. To be reconciled with him from now on. And here's why. Because God has already reached out to you through Christ. He's done the work. We have to accept his work. He went to the cross so we didn't have to. He took our sins on himself. That's why it says later in that chapter that for him who had no sin, who knew no sin, he became sin. He took our sin on. The sinless son of God, by choice, said, I'm going to take Dennis's sin. He's going to take your sin on himself to the cross. Now, two big things to understand about that. Number one, it got nailed to the cross because he did. And it got buried because he did. Let's make it three things. He rose. Your sins didn't. He rose. Your past doesn't need to. From now on, a new creature, a new creation. We have been called to this, reconciled. In favor with, connected to. In other words, there is to be no more opposition to Christ. Are we still going to struggle? My guess is no. I know the answer is yes. <laughs> we are not perfect. He is, but he's called us to himself. But the struggle does not have to be with wondering whether or not it's possible. It is. He's proven it. Others have gone before us and seen it. We can see it in them. Plus, he gave us that promise. And I've done some checking. Every one of his promises have always 
come true. Every one of them. So I don't have to wonder about that. If he said, I forgive you, he's forgiven you. And by the way, he said, I forgive you. On the cross, Father, forgive them. That included us. From now on, a new creature, a new creation, reconciled to Christ. Satan tries to tell you sometimes that this is for others, but not for you. But scripture is clear that he has reached out to you. You don't have to go in search of him. He's already reaching out to you. In fact, what generally happens is we try to hide from him. It's not because he can't be found. It's because we try not to be. But he's God and he's found you. What are you going to do with it from now on? Also, from now on, you are an ambassador for Christ. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Now that one will knock you backwards. <laughs> that Christ has appointed us, called us, placed us to be his ambassadors, and that he is making his appeal to the world through you and me. I can't answer for you, but I can for me. That's not a wise choice. I am not the wisest choice for him to send his message through. I know that because I know me. <laughs> I suspect you're not the wisest one for him to do it through either. Are you? And yet that's been his choice. But we don't have to do it on our own. From now on, being his ambassador, reconciled to him, it is him in us doing this. That is worth giving praise for. Him in us to reconcile others to him. You don't have to have the answer for all the questions. You just need to know the answer. And that's Jesus Christ. I love the little kid in Sunday school. The teacher was asking a question and nobody answered. And the kid said, Jesus. And the teacher said, why'd you say that? He said, that seems to always be the right answer. <laughs> that kid had his theology correct. <laughs> when in doubt, Jesus. When certain, Jesus. From now on, Jesus. When you don't know anything else to say, just say Jesus. He's available. He's there. He is for you. He has called you to be his ambassador, which means you are representing him to others. Did any of you ever hear when you were growing up a parent say to you, hey, watch what you're doing because you represent me. You're, you're using my name. Interesting that we would pay attention to that on the human level and not with Christ. He said, you've been called to me. You represent me. Now, he's not saying that as a warning, but as an encouragement. Mom and dad said it more as a warning. <laughs> you better 
represent me right. To be his ambassadors, representing him to others. And here's an awesome and scary thought. For some people, you're the only Jesus they're going to see. So what kind of Jesus are they seeing in you? For some people, you're the only Bible they've ever read. What do the words of your life represent? To be his ambassador, reconciled to him, representing him to others. So in other words, we're to be showing and sharing his desires, not ours. You're to be showing people Christ, not you. You're to be showing people Christ's desires, not your desires. You're to be showing people Christ's will, not your will. And to really understand the power of that, you think back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus, the night before going to the cross, praying, and as he prayed, he said, Father, if there's some other way, let's try that. He said, you know, this cup is a little too much to bear. But the most important part of his prayer was what he prayed afterwards, which was, but Lord, not my will, but yours. Jesus prayed that. Shouldn't we pray the same? Lord, not my will, but yours. It's okay to express it. I, I express it. I prayed that this morning with somebody. I said, Lord, you know what our will is, what our desire is, but we're surrendering this to you and your will. That's a lot easier to say than to do. But it's still right. Reconciled to him. Showing him to others. Sharing him with others. His desires, not mine. Now the encouragement to do that is this. His desires are right. Every once in a while. Mine aren't. A lot of times. Mine aren't. But his are always right. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I like to be right. <laughs> you know, it took me a while, but I was like, since I like to be right, then I should do what he says, because he's always right. Now, don't tell Jody I said this, but sometimes I'm not. It's rare. <laughs> that I'm right. <laughs> but if I'm following him, I'm always going to be right. So therefore, as his ambassador, representing him to others, I show and share his desires because I know they're right even if I don't understand it at the time. You don't have to understand it to follow it. I prefer it, but I don't have to understand it. Jody already invoked 
the spirit of Christmas, and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and Hallmark picked that up six months ago. (laughs) But one of her favorite Christmas movies, one of the 1,200 of her favorite Christmas movies, is Miracle on 34th Street, the original, black and white. Some of you need to Google that because you're not old enough to have seen it, but there's a scene near the end of the movie where the little girl who's trying to figure this thing out, unfortunately, it's about Santa Claus. Instead, I just inserted Christ in there. And she was going, it doesn't make sense, but I believe. It doesn't make sense, but I believe. You know, sometimes I have to say that. Lord, this doesn't make sense, but I still believe in you. This doesn't make sense to me, but I still trust you. This hurts more than I can describe. But I still believe. For the last six weeks, we looked at situations and circumstances. From lion's dens to fiery furnace to shame. All because God is still God. No matter what. I doubt if it made sense to Daniel while he was in the lion's den. I'm sure it didn't make sense to the father of the prodigal when his son was nowhere to be seen. Fairly certain the three Hebrew children, it didn't make sense to them while they were in a fiery furnace. But God is still God and he's still calling us. His will is still right. It is still perfect and I need to follow it. Then lastly... From now on, since you are an ambassador of Christ, it means you are an ambassador of reconciliation, of right relationships. Verses 19 and 20, it says, That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses, their sins against them, and entrusting to us The message of reconciliation, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. An ambassador of Christ, therefore an ambassador of reconciliation, which means we are to be representing right relationships, starting with Christ. And continuing with others. The first part of that, we can say amen to. Yeah, right relationship with Christ and with others. Lord, maybe you don't know the others that I'm in relationship with. Let me testify about them. In other words, put them down tell you the negative side of the relationship now just (laughs) when you think that or want to say that think who you're saying that to you're saying that to the one who had done nothing wrong and yet got nailed to a cross because of you and me lord i don't think you understand what they've done to me (laughs) really want to take a look here 
we are to be reconciled or reconciling to Christ and to others. In other words, we're to be living this relationship for others to see so they can see Jesus. And so they can see, here's how you live in right relationships. Perfect? No, because we're not perfect. And certainly the other person isn't. Right? I'm sure that'd get an amen. Ambassadors of reconciliation, that right relationship with Christ and others. It's what we've been called to. It is what he empowers us to do. We don't have to do it on our own. He gives us the strength. He has provided the way and the answers for us. Again, easy? No. But every once in a while, I should think of it more often, but every once in a while I go, you know... That means that they're supposed to live in right relationship with me. I like that thought. Until I think of, I may not always be easy to be in right relationship with. I counseled a couple one time who were just criticizing each other a lot. And in a sanctified, frustrated moment, Pretty sure that's a term. I said, you might want to be careful what you're criticizing your spouse about because those faults might be what kept them from getting somebody better than you. For some reason, they chose not to come back and counsel with me after that. To be in right relationship even with each other. Let me ask you, if you're his ambassador and if you're following him, scripture says you are, how are you doing representing Christ to those around you at work or school? In your family? Let me ask you, are you living as a new or an old creation? I don't mean age. Are you reconciled right now to Christ? In right relationship with him. See, if on any of those questions there's a struggle, I have good news for you. Because... 2 Corinthians 5.16 starts with, from now on. You can be, but you have to make a choice. You have to decide, from now on, here's what I'm committed to. From now on, I give it to you, Lord. From now on, even if the rest of that statement is, I don't know how. He'll take care of that. The question is, are you willing? from now on, to represent him. Reconciled to him. 
and to others. Let's stand. I just, I've felt all week and especially this morning that just need to make sure you understand the altar is open. And that if this morning that from now on is something you're struggling with, I just invite you to come. Kneel or stand, sit around here. Nothing magical about this piece of wood, but it's what it represents. Meeting Christ here, leaving burdens here, accepting his presence. That if this is the day you need to declare from now on, I'm choosing him. From now on, I'm choosing to be right in my relationship, not just with him, but with whomever the Lord's placing on your heart. From now on. If that's true for you, I invite you as I pray and even before I pray, just to come forward, leave the burden here, make that commitment right here. You go, we ought to be playing some music or something. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah, but it's not easy to live it. So let's not make it easy to declare it. If this is that moment for you from now on, I just invite you to come as a testimony and say, okay, Lord, from now on, I am yours. You come as we pray together. Jesus, this is not easy, but it sure is necessary. This is not simple to live it out, but we can make a simple declaration. So Lord, I pray for each one of us, and I pray in particular for these who've had the courage to step out. That we would check to see if we're really representing you. To check and see if we're truly reconciled to you in right relationship. And to check and see and let you speak into our heart. If we're in right relationship to others around us. Lord, give us courage to confess it if we're not. I pray especially for these that have come forward confessing whatever it is that they're confessing that they would feel your touch right now. That they would sense your presence and hear your whispered words of love. Lord, help us to be your ambassadors as a church body into this community, in our own homes, at school, at work, in the neighborhood. Wherever we are, Father, I just pray that in this moment, we would make a declaration that from now on, we live for you. From now on, we're a new creation, so we're a new creature. Lord, I know there are some who need to be reminded that their past does not have to be their future. Lord, speak louder than Satan. Speak louder than some friends who won't let them forget the past.
speak louder than their own thoughts. On this day, Father, may they make a declaration that from now on, they're yours. And help them as they leave from here, from this altar, from these seats, from this building, as we gather together to share a meal and, and to encourage our youth. Lord, may we encourage one another as ambassadors. May we lock arms with one another, praying with each other, supporting and being an example to all because we're your ambassadors. Lord, thank you for what your word declares. Thank you that your word is true and that as we go from this place, it is from now on. Lord, I pray your blessing upon us as we go, as we share, as we represent you. In Jesus' name, amen.